What's good? What's good? Welcome back to 1497 Podcast. I'm your host, John Keaton, a.k.a. Jonathan Keaton. Let's get started. I'm starting off this Wednesday with, with something. I just got to get off my chest. I was looking at my phone, and when I saw it, I was like, this team is known for making moves like these. So let me just, whew, let me let me not try to get emotional, because I saw this coming. I literally talked to one of my buddies and made a joke about it, and then bam, reality hit, and it actually happened. So let me, let me try not to get emotional. Let me gather myself real quick. So not only we went from top, quote-unquote, top contenders of Russell Wilson and possibly trying to get Deshaun, we've lost the race in both of those. And Ryan Pace said, oh, I got a better idea for both of us. And Matt Nagy, too. It's like he's going to give his GM some opinions on who to get because Matt Nagy has this system. So in your mind, you're thinking, okay, we can't get Russ. We can't get Deshaun. We're going to get a good quarterback, right? We're going to get some quarterback that can play on the levels that Deshaun and Russell Wilson playing on, right? Nah. We get Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Ryan Pace should be, oh my, he should be relieved from his job. He should be ashamed of himself for being a general manager. I I can see if you made one bad move and then you, like you make one bad move and then you recover from that bad move, okay? Like, that's good. But constantly making bad moves over and over and over again, it's like I'm dreaming about the same thing, hoping that it's not going to happen. But, you know, Chicago Bears just like, oh, yeah, we're going to keep that happening. We're going to we're going to keep keep on going with the trend of making bad moves. That's bad moves. That's bad moves. So let's let's just let's attach Andy Dalton to our team. Don't know what we're going to do with Mitch. Don't know what we're going to do with Nick Foles. We're going to trade away uh, apparently, we're trying to trade away Anthony Miller. I don't know why, because Anthony Miller has shown some bright spots and some progression in last season. And we're also trying to trade Kyle, Kyle Fuller. So that's making our defense get weaker. I don't know. I don't know. This, this is making me very frustrated on this early Wednesday afternoon, just hearing all that. It's just, wow. It's the most... Bears move you can think of. It really is. It it really is. So, God, I'm just so flustered. It's just like I saw it coming, but I didn't think like it would actually happen because both of their jobs are on the line. So after this move, Pace should be fired. Nagy should be fired. Let me talk about that. You trade up and you get Mitch. Okay, cool. That's that's Ryan. That's Ryan Pace's. That's Ryan Pace's move because ultimately he's the person that's making these trades and making all this stuff happen. I get that. 
Matt Nagy had a job to develop this quarterback into the quarterback that Ryan Pace saw the perspective of. And if you're trading up to get that quarterback, you think that quarterback's the quarterback that can take this franchise to the next level. So with that being said, the first, first Mitch Trubisky, first Mitch Mitchell Trubisky era, or not era, first Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky year. Our defense is good too. So all the offense got to do is produce an offensive department and we're going to be able to win games, win games, win games, win games. At the start, it was kind of shaky. It was kind of shaky because the defense was on the field majority of the time. Excuse me. Defense was on the field majority of the time. But Mitch, throughout the season, proved that he can improve to be a good quarterback. The playoffs make a quarterback a good quarterback because it's situation thing. You practice it all in practice throughout preseason, regular season, OTAs, training camp, etc. You practice moments like these where you need to get your team in that field position to either A, score a touchdown, B, kick a field goal, or C, if you have the ball and you have the lead, keep on getting first downs so you can keep on milking the clock and get the other team to call timeouts. So, Mr. Trubisky against the Eagles had to drive down the field and ultimately kick a field goal, or not not him, get our kicker, Cody Parkey, to kick a field goal to ultimately win the game. Mitch did that. He was able to drive us down the field and get us into that position. So right there, with that, with that system that you're doing right now, or right during that time period, and before that playoff game, it was a pretty good system because Mitch was doing Mitch. Mitch was actually playing at a good level. Mitch was able to run out the pocket. He was able to throw. Accuracy was still, still questions, but his accuracy was improving little by little each step. All right, each game, I should say. Cody Parkey double doing the field goal. We know how we know how that story ends. Comes the next season, Mitch Trubisky's not the same. It's like someone hopped in his uniform told Mitch Trubisky, go on a vacation, I got you, the whole season. Played like absolute garbage. Next season after that, did the same the same thing. Next season after that, we get Nick Foles. We think, oh, okay, well, Nick Foles is here. We'll see something. Nick Foles comes in, loses five straight games for us. Take him out. Mitch is doing okay. Mitch is able to get us a couple wins. We weren't able to beat the beat the Saints. We had a key guy on our defense out. So the, the problem needs a question. How are we gonna like how are we addressing this problem? Is it Pace's fault, Nagy's fault, Mitch's fault? I said it's Nagy's fault for the the regression on Mitch Trubisky because ultimately as a coach, you're putting in the whole, yeah, as a coach, you're putting Mitch Trubisky in the system that you think works the best 
to Mitch Trubisky style of play and to your style of coaching. The first season, you guys did perfect together. Or you guys did good to that. Good together. Perfect. They would have they went on. They would have went far. So I'd say they did good together. The next season completely changed his whole style of play because they didn't like how he was running out the pocket majority of the time. And they wanted him to stay in, in the pocket. Messed up his whole style of play. And then once they, it's like once they messed up, they didn't want to go back and see what they did wrong. They was like, oh, we messed up. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Nagy should be gone. Ryan Pace, if he's, he should have been gone a while ago. But now this is this is the cherry on top. He should be gone too. And we just need to find new general management, new coaching, because it this is just not the path Bears fans want to go go down in. Uh, a path of medi- mediocrity. Mediocre football. Like we we don't want it. We don't want it. Cause Defense, we always have a good defense, but if our defense is on the field majority of the time, common sense are going to get tired. And when they get tired, they make mistakes. They make mental errors. And those mental er- one mental error can lead to the other team winning the game if they're able to pick up that mental error. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But in other news, we got the Patriots making money moves. Patriots last season didn't do anything in free agency. Now they said, okay, Cam, you needed some help. I'm going to get you some help. We got Hunter Henry. You got Johnny Smith. You got, I think they got Nelson Aguilar too. Let me just check real quick. On my nice little cellular device. And not only that, the Patriots were able to get better defensively. Yeah, they got Nelson Aguilar, which had a good season with the Raiders. I thought he was going to stay, but he left, went to the went to the Patriots, got Kendrick Bourne, another good wide receiver. Then on the defense. They're missing key pieces from the uh, from the season last season because of COVID. And they don't want to risk themselves or risk their family being in danger of COVID. So they'll have them back next season with the additions of Matthew Judon, Dietrich, the Dietrich, Wise, and Davion Gachot. Two of those, two out of those three players came from very good defenses last year. So with that being said, the Patriots are giving everything that they can to have this Cam Newton experiment succeed. And like I like I said before, I don't know if I said it on here, but if I did, like I said before, Cam Newton's not a quarterback that can make something out of nothing. He's going to need talent there 
for him to exceed at a level that you want him to exceed in. So we'll see. We'll see. I think I'll still be still be average cam. And Cam won't reach his like he'll be better than last season, but he won't reach the MVP cam that we saw in 2014, 2015. Jaguars are making moves too. Jaguars, Rave. Whoa, whoa. Just wow. Wow. Oh, wow. You can't even like describe the amount of talent that is in the NFC West. The Cardinals. If Kyler Murray didn't have talent on that offensive side and the receiving core now or then, he's got it now. He's got it now. AJ Green was doing great with Joe Burrow. He was helping out Joe Burrow a lot, but now Joe Burrow doesn't have him. And now he is what the Arizona Cardinals. So not only you have DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk, you got AJ Green to add to that mix. And on the flip side, you have a very good defense. And on the flip side of that, you're in a very good defensive division because I would say the Seahawks, they they lost some key pieces and they haven't made any moves yet defensively. But that's a big signing for the Arizona Cardinals in their passing game because it really shows – or not, not really shows. It can help Kyler into not throwing to D-hop all the time. I think that was one of their biggest problems that they had. Excuse me. That was one of their biggest problems that they had last season because he was targeting DeAndre Hopkins too much. I get it. DeAndre Hopkins is a great receiver, top five receiver in the NFL. But NFL defense, especially if you're playing against a good one, which you are twice a year in that NFC West division, these coaches are going to catch on to the – they're going to make adjustments and make it harder for you to throw it to DeAndre Hopkins. So then that's that's basically your whole offense right there. Your whole offense been exposed because everyone knows that the quarterback of that team, Kyler Murray, is throwing it to DeAndre Hopkins majority of the time. So now adding A.J. Green <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Adding A.J. Green to that mix makes it – difficult to guard defensive wise, but it helps Kyler because now he can divide, divide targets and try to throw to AJ Greenside. So that forget about DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk. So you can distribute the ball and help the Arizona Cardinals one. That was a great signing by the Arizona Cardinals. Let's go over to the AFC. Jacksonville Jaguars signed Shaquille Griffin from the Seattle Seahawks, and they're making great signings so far. So once Trevor Lawrence comes into that Jacksonville Jaguars system, he's going to be ready to go. And the reason I say that is they just picked up Marvin Jones Jr. with a two-year deal and having Marvin Jones Jr., DJ Chark, DJ Chark Jr., they have another good they have another good receiver. Let me look it up real quick. 
Trevor Lawrence should exceed Barrett. He should be what Justin Herbert was uh, last season because there's a lot of good receivers in that system. D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook was out for the majority of the season for the Jaguars, so having them there makes a difference. And you have James Robinson, who had a great rookie campaign to hand off the ball to. Trevor Lawrence is coming into a beautiful situation of the Jaguars. Jaguars, don't sleep on the Jaguars next year. That will be a damn good team. Very good team. Another free agency news. Free agency hasn't even like officially started yet. Teams are making all, all these moves. So kudos, kudos to all these teams. I wish the Bears were making the moves. Bill signed Emmanuel Sanders from the Saints to fulfill John Brown's role. I really like that signing because it brings in veteranship of him and Cole Beasley to the table and having veteran wide receivers with the young wide receiving core that we have is a very good thing because they can teach those receivers more things than others. So I like that signing. We still got to look defense, so hopefully we can knock in on this Richard Sherman deal. Richard Sherman coming in as a corner would be great for two things. One, him being that mentor role towards our DBs, and two, well, three reasons. The experience at the DB position really means a lot for the Buffalo Bills, and it would just simply make our defense, our defensive secondary better because our second, our whole defense as a whole was not the same like it has been the past five years last season. And we also got to look at, um, we also got to look at our defensive line. Our defensive line is solid. I think it, it could be better. So getting a nice interior defensive lineman, inside defensive lineman would be, would be great. And uh, other than that, our offense is really, really good. And our defense, once we make those improvements, we will still will be the second best team in the AFC, in my opinion. Because I don't, I don't think Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and that Bills offense, well, that Bills team as a whole is going to be stopped next season because they're going to have revenge all in their mind trying to get to the point that they lost and try to reach that point of winning a Super Bowl. It was a great, it was a great day yesterday. Watching all these trades, or not watching all these trades, watching all these free agents go and just giving your thoughts and opinions on it. I'm gonna make another episode because I've been having technical difficulties throughout these past two weeks. I don't know what's happening. So this is my football episode, and then I'm gonna throw a basketball episode. I want to talk about the conference tourney recap. Spent a couple of days, but I want to get my recap on the conference tourney. I want to talk about Illinois. I want to talk about everything possible about college basketball, NBA. What a comeback by the Trailblazers. And I want to talk about Steph Curry's birthday on Sunday and what happened there. Also, before before I just remind, remind myself of something to talk about, the Houston Texans. 
Houston, you guys truly have a problem. And it's not like you guys have a problem. One, I think I get the message. Everyone else gets the message. I don't know how you guys don't get the message. Deshaun wants out. He does not want to be a Texan anymore. One of the most loyal players to that organization left your team due to how you guys were treating your star quarterback. Then, before that, make it any worse, you trade your star quarterback's best wide receiver. Best wide receiver. It's just, what are you got? Like, what are you guys doing? And it's not like you got, you got an old David Johnson back. Not even for first round picks. So you didn't even think he was that good enough to get, to get a first round pick. Like you got second round picks for him. He wants gone. He wants to be out. He's expressed it a lot. I don't like how you guys are making David Cully seem like he's like David Cully's that guy that you don't want to say the bad news to that person. So you make someone else deliver bad news to that person. So they won't get as mad. So you won't see their aggression on their face. So you have someone else do do your dirty work. That's what the Texans are doing to David Cully right now. Like David Coley knew or knows damn well that Deshaun does not want to be a Texan anymore. He has no choice. He has no choice but to say, I knew Deshaun Watson is going to stay when I took this job. No, you didn't. You knew Deshaun was about. You knew Deshaun wanted to leave. You know Deshaun's not about to play another snap with the Texans. But you got to say that though to keep your job. And you've been waiting for this head coaching job for eternity. So it sucks that you have to play the Texans game. And the Texans general management hasn't even came out and said anything. The only thing that they have, they haven't, they haven't came out and said anything. Just trade them. You're going to get good things back. You're going to get draft capital. You're going to get the players that you need. Everything's going to be A-OK. A-okay. And you guys, on top of that, you guys just signed Tyrod Taylor. So I hope with that being said, you guys are ready to trade Deshaun Watson because you're coming to realization that he's not the or he doesn't want to be there anymore. He wants to be gone. Out. Boom. Poof. Come on, Texans. I gotta talk about the Rockets too, but I'm waiting for the next episode to do that. So if you have if you listen all the way through, like, com- or not like, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, iHeartRadio Podcasts, Deezer Podcasts. We're basically on every podcasting platform. Uh, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend, tell your colleagues, tell everyone that likes talking about sports and listening to sports, come in and join the listening environment. Join join our listeners into listening to 1497 podcast. We deeply appreciate it. 
and we're just trying to keep it going. Just keep it going because at the end of the day, excuse me, excuse me again. We're I'm just here to talk about sports and give you my take about sports because that's ultimately what I want to do in my future. I want to be a sports broadcaster and sports analyst. So I'm just giving my take about certain sports situations. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Hope you guys have a great week. I'm going to try to dish out more, more and more episodes, give you guys more and more content every week. As always, trust the process. And I'll catch y'all on the flip. Later.